Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. It's 99.9 KISW Metal Shop. Right now we are with the Riff Master, Paul Wagoner, from Between the Buried and Me, or BT Bam, as some people know them. He is uh, on tour with Chon and Intervals in Between the Buried and Me tonight at Showbox Soto. Uh, first off, welcome back to the Northwest, and... Uh, I, we got to ask, like, what are a couple of your favorite Northwest bands, man? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm a child of the 90s. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, Pearl Jam, Alice yeah. in Chains, Nirvana, all those. Even, uh, you know, some of the, I guess, like Mud Honey and yeah. all that stuff. I, I, that's what I grew up on. I learned how to play guitar. How about some Queensryche? Queensryche, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like uh, Nevermore. You know, oh, yeah. Throw in there. I'm oh, a big yeah. Jeff Loomis fan. So. R.I.P. World Day. Um, but, you know, I guess when I was sort of cutting my teeth on on learning guitar and stuff like that i mean the the 90s like grunge stuff was absolutely massive for me that was like my entire identity in in my teen years was pretty much that yeah for you can uh you know pretty easily just learn some uh, nirvana chord nirvana riffs pretty easily i mean i would i would i can't remember because it's been so long but i i would imagine probably some of the first riffs i ever learned were nirvana riffs totally because they were totally um, you know, playable for someone who's just kind of learning. Yeah, jump, to jump in right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, what was the what was the first song that you ever played on guitar? Do you remember? No, <laughs> if you can think back that far, I, I I don't know. Like I said, it was likely a a Nirvana song. It could have possibly been like a Weezer song from the Blue yep. Album. <laughs> there you go. Um, I remember Buddy Holly. That song was probably one of the early hey. songs that I, I learned. Also learned a ton of. I was a huge Dinosaur Junior fan back oh. in the day. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, and still am. I, I love Jay Mascus, but um, it, I think I remember learning the entirety of the Without a Sound record. Um, so, and here you are now. It's been a long journey. And here I am it's now playing something now. totally <laughs> not that yeah. at all. You know, playing. Hey man, the, bi- weird the bigger stuff, the musical so. zone, the bigger the musical yeah. person. Hey, so you guys are from uh, North Carolina, obviously. Yes. Uh, everybody's got a food that they think of when they think about home, something comfortable, some something you always want to go home, first thing you want to sink your teeth into when you get back home. Uh, is there a particular, like, restaurant or a bar or, or even a type of food that, like, makes you think of home when Gosh, you're on the road man. or whatever? I'm, like, such a bad person to ask about food because I'm, I'm a vegan. Oh, so oh yeah. So I'm one of those people. Oh, yeah. But I do love comfort foods. Um, vegan soul food, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah. So there, there are some places in in my hometown that do like vegan soul food, like fried pickles and collard greens yeah. and like, um, well, pull, essentially pulled pork, like barbecue with jackfruit. Yeah. So I love stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. As I've gotten older, once I turned forty, I was like, I gotta stop eating this this crap so now it's like sometimes when i think of like what am i really craving it's like it's like oh a a kale salad you know which is totally not fun at all but sometimes i'm like i I could use i could use a kale salad about now you know um but uh yeah i mean i am i am definitely um you know i the 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 south is in me as far as like cuisine and stuff so i do crave like 
things like collard greens and vegan versions of like mac and cheese, which I just actually the best vegan mac and cheese that I've ever had is in this is in Seattle. Oh, really? It's at a place called Bang Bang. Oh yeah, it's Bang Bang. Yeah, Bang Bar. It's called Sean's Vegan Mac. They have it there. Nice. If you haven't had it, if you haven't had it, you should. I'm gonna go ahead and plug it. It's like the best vegan mac I've ever that? had, ever had. Yeah. Oh my god. Ever had? It's so good. It. It's incredible. It's a little spicy. It's got like bread crumbs in it or like a croutons almost it's so good it's crazy good yeah so i was first exposed to your guitar playing through prayer for cleansing my oh, friend wow. has a Old prayer school. for cleansing tattoo shout out colin with his thousand or dozen black roses tattoo <laughs> nice uh it was his first tattoo we ever got um but uh so you were in the late 90s early 2000s like kind of metalcore mm-hmm. that like proto metalcore scene uh what got you into like prog metal and getting a more a little bit more nerdy and, and noodly and more proggy with it were you always kind of into that or did you kind of develop that toward the end of like prayer for cleansing yeah i, I would say it was like kind of a, a little bit of an evolution i mean i when i heard like some of the you know back then when i heard some of the like European uh, melodic death death metal bands like In Flames and At the yeah. Gates and stuff like that. I was like, man, this is so cool. It's heavy. It's melodic. Even like, you know, I mean, I was I was into Iron Maiden already, but then like hearing the modernized kind of sound, um, right. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And of course, Prayer was very heavily influenced by that. Um, and then at some point, I just started as I think it was really because I was progressing as a guitar player and stuff, and I was starting to get into a, the stuff that was a little more um, advanced in terms of like playing and right. um, you know experimenting with like Stepping odd, odd time signatures yeah. and stuff like that, and obviously you know like Dream Theater and and um, weird bands that I, Spiral Architect, which was a, a weird prog band, um, probably Scandinavian as well um, that I that I got into like. For, for a while um, and it, it's hard to say it didn't happen overnight it was just like I slowly kind of started getting into like weirder proggier stuff and um, and then you know once we started this band um, this became like a good outlet for us to kind of just do everything that we were right into. yeah put so, it all in there <laughs> yeah so a big big melting pot or uh, crock pot of, uh, of different stuff you know Mm, melty riff mac and cheese. Yes, exactly. So I know we're kind of jumping back and forth all across your timeline as like a musician and whatnot, but I do want to take you back to the beginning one uh, one more time. Most people that are into heavy music, punk, metal, or whatever, had like a moment or like an incident. Maybe it was a show. Maybe you had an older sibling or friend like show you a record. Did you have like one specific like light bulb moment where it just went off and you went, oh, yeah, I got to be a part of this. You know? I don't know. I don't know if it was one moment, but um, you know, when I was starting to get into heavy music, um, I remember getting like the Victory Records catalog. Oh yeah, and like, um, and I would almost just like blindly order stuff. I'd be like, well, this band, you know. And I remember getting like a Snapcase. Um, Shut down Earth Crisis. Yeah, yeah, it's all, all the same. That, all just order stuff. it all. I remember hearing Snapcase, um, Looking Glass, Self record. And, oh yeah. And like the high harmonics with the low, um, like rhythmic kind of riff going on in the background. I was like, well, that's a cool very like contrast. Really album. cool. Yeah. Very tight <laughs> snare, but also very good drumming. Like yeah. very. Um, I don't know. There, were, there was something about that sound that I, that was like refreshing to me, and I was coming from you know obviously I liked you know corn and, and the Deftones and Helmet and all these sort of like you know kind of um, I don't know what you would even call it. I mean, it 
became like new metal, but at the time, that's not what it was called. Yeah. It was it was you know just something some new music, some new heavy music that I heard. Movie, but it was like sort of the next. I was like, oh, this is cool, and then got into Earth Crisis, and I was like, oh, this is like darker and more metal, and the riffs are, are more angular and yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So it was really you know I just. I just got into that sound and then I, I did appreciate the, um, the politics of their, I thought I was like, well, they're actually, you know, trying to say something. Well, you're the, reading the lyrics the yeah. You're reading the lyrics. And you're like, man, you know, with Snapcase, obviously it was a little more introspective and vague, but I appreciated it with earth crisis much more out front about animal rights and stuff like that. And then I was like, man, it's, it's cool that they're using music as like a vehicle to, to actually say something. And, um, and I, I really thought that was cool. And then at the time, like the local hardcore scene in, in Charlotte and in North Carolina was also kind of gravitating towards that. And okay. there was a lot of, and so I just, it was at a time in my life where I was like, you know, looking for something that, 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 that meant something and that I could hang on to and that resonated with me. Yeah. And so, um, that was really the starting point. And then I, of course I, I had already, I was already in love with like, playing music and playing guitar so just the combination of all that i just i like fell in love with with the culture of of heavy music and um i mean that was that was 25 years ago you know what i mean so um here i am still still doing it um obviously and your band was on victory yeah and we were on victory which at the i mean gosh at the time i was like a dream a dream get no bigger than this exactly yeah you know so um so yeah there was like a lot of um a lot of cool, like the confluence of like a lot of things that, that kind of made me really, that kind of cemented my interest yeah. in, in this kind of music. So, If you're just tuning in now, we're talking with Paul Wagoner, guitarist for Between the Buried and Me, and, and something we brought up. Uh, I just kind of wanted to throw this out there. So we both come from the world of hardcore music, and as much as, as we love that music, uh, sometimes uh, the scene can be self-limiting, where uh, there'd be pushback if you go outside of, you know, kind of a rigid formula not to you know say but sometimes you know a band they'll be like oh they 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 sold out or whatever did you ever uh with between the bear and me you guys have gone all over and i feel like you guys are so free to express yourselves in so many different ways was there ever a point where you were like i don't know if this is gonna go like then you just went for it was there ever that point where you felt kind of nervous about it (laughs) a little bit i mean there's always like a little trepidation when you're when you're writing music because the whether you want to believe it or not, the success of your, you know, career really hinges upon the reaction of we we depend on people to come to the shows for sure, buy t shirts. So yeah. there is always a little bit of apprehension when you're when you're writing music and you're like, man, is this too weird? Like, are we re- did we really just write like a heavy swing song and we expect people <laughs> yeah. to like dig it? You know, um, but we've always. Um, just kind of thrown caution to the wind. And I feel said, like the at Colors the the, album was just like, you're either with us or you're just, t- here's your... And that your, was very intentional. Like, we were at a point in our career where we were like, we're either going to be like what we want to be and it's either going to sink or swim kind of thing um, or or we're going to kind of keep doing what, we're, what we were doing prior, which was sort of just like a slightly higher brow, like metalcore thing. Um, and, and we're going to keep doing that and maybe that works well or you know you never know anyway if it if you're going to be successful or not or if it's going to have any sustained um success so you might as well do what the hell you want and you know i think with this type of music like 
we don't we don't depend on like radio airplay or whatever so you have this there's like not blank, much of it exactly and <laughs> yeah. so you have this like blank canvas to work with you don't have to be formulaic you can you you it's one of the only types of music where you can literally do whatever you want and um so we we we've, we've just like you know we've just sort of embraced that and 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 it's worked for us because i think at this point our fans almost expect that like i was going to say you have a very loyal fan base also uh, which absolutely. comes from hard work you know and you guys yeah. have put you know put in a, and they, and a couple of years on this and they've stuck with us you know right. the older we get the older the crowd gets in a sense so yeah. we're seeing people that are that have followed us for like a long time you know and that's not to say that we don't pick up new fans along the way yeah, i think right, right. i think we do but but a, a lot of our success is 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 really hinges on on the people that have been with us for a very long time and have experienced the evolution of our our band as we've done it in re, in real time you. exactly yeah, they grew yeah. up with you they, yeah they absolutely have us so we're coming down to the end of the year obviously it's getting to be winter time um you guys are on this big tour with uh with chon and uh you know you guys uh Hopefully you're gonna take the winter off, get go home, spend some time with your families, have a little break, and maybe. Or <laughs> well, this is a long freaking tour, so this is only day six, but or show six. But um, we get back, you know, before the holidays, we'll we'll chill and um, and do the the holiday season and stuff at home with our families, which generally is is what we do. But we have a little more touring planned for 2020. Oh, yeah, because that's what I was, the follow-up to that is. What's next on the plate right. for you guys? So we'll do some more touring next year for sure. Um, Another road dog a, year, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> for the first half of the year. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll definitely do some touring. I think the second half of the year, we definitely will we'll, we'll get down to the nitty-gritty, try to write a new record and record it. Cool. Hopefully record, um, you know, you never know, when, when, but... We would like to, I think, record an album before the end of 2020. So, okay, cool. um, go. but yeah, we still still got to do a little a little more touring. Um, we have some cool cool things in the works. So, hell yeah, man. Well, uh, we're looking forward to the show tonight. Just a couple more questions. Yeah. Uh, one question we have is, uh, I actually just saw an interview with Agnostic Front talking about the the big four of hardcore, and we all know the big four of thrash. For you personally, what's your big four of prog metal? Oh my gosh, man, that is so freaking tough. Um, well, Opeth is going to be one of them. Absolutely. Um, uh, just because of uh, they've been around a very long time, and and again, they're one of those bands that kind of has a a very documented like evolution, and, yeah. and I think what they what they do is like is very prog because they're they're they incorporate a lot of um styles and and they're kind of just not afraid to like go for it yeah i love their new new album by the way that's great so opeth um just because of their importance to the scene i would put dream theater in there oh yeah um i think they are whether you love them or hate them like their their dna is almost in any sort of progressive metal band that that you exactly um and you know, again, I think um, they're again they've been around for a very long time, um, and and have been very important to the genre. Um, I would actually say too, like kind of going going back. I think you have to include some like classic bands that I would consider prog. So I would say like Queen. Okay. For sure, um, because you know no one sounds like that. And I just think no one, that no one they, they experimented with song structures and, and, and were, were 
were commercially successful too, but experimented with very unique song structures and unique um, influences. You know, influences influenced by like a lot of firsts, Eastern too. music yeah. and stuff like that, which I think is really cool. So that would be like the third one, and then, gosh, one more. Oh, um, oh gosh, those are two really good ones. I would not. I would not include Tool just because I think Tool has hasn't necessarily evolved. Like I feel like they're awesome band. I love their new record, but it kind of just sounds like Tool. Like Like they're not really doing anything new. They just have their sound and they've just been doing it. Um, King Crimson, absolutely. I would. I I can't believe I didn't mention them. King Crimson for sure. I don't think we're there yet. Fifth place. Maybe if we're still around in like another twenty years, like you could get a, say get a few we, more albums. We've had enough miles yeah. miles in the tank, but yeah, King Crimson for sure. Wait till he hit very, sixty. Very experimental. Very like pushed the envelope throughout their career, and and a, definitely a big a big influence on us. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So this is one of our favorite questions to ask. Show us if you can pick a scar on your body. Tell us how about how you got it. Um, I have one. Well, I had to roll up my sleeves. I have a, a basically a stab wound on oh. my on my arm. What you do? Uh, it, I mean, it's it's self inflicted, it, accidental. I was I'm not like a hiker, but you're okay. about I don't know how long ago. It was probably ten years ago now. Um, you're not a nature bro. I like nature. I'm just not like an avid hiker. hiker I kind of don't. I can do it. You know, yeah. I can walk. I can if you say I'll oh, climb up on that rock. Like I can sure. do it, but I'm not like. I don't Sponsored necessarily REI have the right guy. gear. You're right, exactly. So <laughs> I um, I was hiking with some friends in Virginia, okay. and I had like a pocket knife in, my, in a cargo pocket. Uh-oh. And somehow it became like activated. I don't know what you call it. It flipped open, and it kind of poked out of the cargo pocket, unbeknownst to me. I was pulling myself on top of a, a rock that we were climbing, oh, no. and my arm essentially like my leg was like this you know and i pulled myself up and it literally just goes and i heard it it was like, oh. was like what the was that and i look and just gaping hole jesus yeah, christ and um and luckily it didn't hit an artery i mean i could have died essentially i mean, luckily was with some other people they had a first aid kit put some iodine on it um wrapped it and then the reason i have such a gnarly scar is I didn't do anything about it. Okay. I, I I was like, well, how much further is this hike? They're like, well, we got like we got to go back down the mountain, you know, which is another like I don't know, four miles or yeah. something. So I was like, yeah, let's good. go back. So then I go and um, and I go to like a CVS and I just bought like some. I should have gone to the ER essentially. Yeah, sure. I mean, I had yeah, a snarly thing, so I glued it shut, Amen. wrapped it, <laughs> and uh, and. <laughs> It was horrible. It was yeah. gross, man. Sorry, I got to edit. Well, some it's of a this. cool but, story. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, 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 I have a gnarly scar from it. Brutal. Well, at least you still have feeling in your arm and all that stuff. So. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's that. We- it's like that thing where you touch it; it feels weird. There's all this scar tissue under yeah. the surface and stuff like that. But it, it doesn't. It's not in an area like Dan, our bass player, like cut his finger, like cutting an onion or something oh, like no. that. And that's, yeah, he says, you know, it'll feel weird because the cluster of nerves and everything, it's, there's always going to be a sensitivity Damn. to it there. So I'm fortunate that it happened in an area where it's like, I don't really care. Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. Well, uh, we, you know, just casually mentioned a couple albums that are that are new here. The Obviously, you, you pay attention to new music, Tool, Opeth, stuff like that. Uh, years coming to an end, are there any albums that stand out as like your favorites of the year? I, well, I don't know. I'm in this weird phase because we, we listen to a lot, or I listen to a lot of 
a lot of different kinds of music. I'm in this weird like down tempo R&B phase right now okay. where I, right. I listen to so I like the new Sabrina Claudio. She's like an R&B singer from Miami. I'll check I think it she's out. really really good. It, it, a lot of metal bands are probably like this. Are metal musicians like we don't love listening to yes. metal all the yes. time because so you're around it. You're around it constantly. Yeah, yeah. It's what you create. You create it. You play it. You're on tour. You hear it constantly. So sometimes I just like to not listen to yeah. that. And I've, I've recently gotten into this like um, R&B thing. So uh, I like the Sabrina Can Claudio. You but Are you a singer? Not really. Uh, okay. I was going to say, I, let's I, do an, a solo no, R&B def- album. Definitely Come on, not. dude. Uh, so I like her, but also I do love, I love the new Opeth. I think yeah. it's so good. You should put her on the new BT band record. I know, and I like oh, the our, our buddies Leprous put out a new. record. Oh yeah, the new Leprous, um, yes. Which is which is very good. I think Einar is one of the. He's just an unbelievable singer, and um, so I'm I'm into that. And what else has come out? Um, I mean, of the, of the of I don't know if it came out in 2019 or what, but um, the new Devin stuff, Empath. Oh yeah, I that think, came out this year. Yeah, it came yep. out in 2019. I think that's one of the best records that's come out in a long time he's I, on some big stuff. man he's got some crazy yeah. stuff what is that going like on. million dollar orchestra tour, thing he's tour, doing yeah <laughs> and the lineup he put he's putting together for his tours i love what he's doing he's putting like different lineups together for different types of music whatever he's playing on a given yeah. tour so like i think he's got his, his year right yeah yeah they're doing the heavy stuff the west howick is playing guitar on that so that i think that's his like metal band to do the heavy stuff which is going to be crazy but like right now he's got this lineup with like mike keneally on guitar and diego from um from haken playing keyboards and i I, now that's a guy that doesn't doesn't hold anything back he's just goes for it goes for it yeah so he was trying to crowdfund a million dollars to write an album about penises yes Devin's crazy. I mean, I'm, we're fortunate enough to call like Devin a friend because yeah. we've toured with him a bunch of times, and I and I know him enough to know him like as a as a person. But as a creator and as like a musical entity, I am uh, I am so fascinated by him. I just think that he's a genius. Yeah. And um, he lives in a different world. man. He lives in a different <laughs> world. Of course, when you're when you're talking to him casually, he's just like oh, a he's guy. just yeah. But even when I'm having just a normal conversation with him about like coffee or something, like there's a part of me that's like, you are so weird, you know, and I love you. you <laughs> and know? I want like, to I'm learn so more. With, I'm just obsessed with him as, as an artist. He's so prolific. He's so genuine and he works his ass off. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, yeah, he does. He works so hard. And, and he's got and talent, he, man. And he's, and he's talented, <laughs> but, it, but he's just one of those people that is just constantly fueled by like creativity and, and it's um, it's just amazing. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't think the average person realizes what it takes to do what he does. Oh, I know. And to have that kind of output and and, and organize it all. And organize it all. Yeah, that, exactly. So he's he's awesome. Paul from uh, Between the Buried and Me, dude. Thanks again for talking to us today. Absolutely. Uh, welcome My back pleasure. to the Northwest again. Have a great show and the good rest of the tour. Be safe out there. We will. Uh, do you have any final words for the Northwest audience that are going to be hearing this on uh, Saturday when we? Well, unleash you. Certainly, we appreciate all the support we've gotten up here. We don't come up here as much as we would like to. The Northwest often gets forgotten in a lot of tour cycles. Yeah, we're up in, in the our corner. World. I know, but uh, we love coming here. Um, I love playing Seattle. I love the city, and uh, we certainly appreciate all the support we've gotten from up here. And we look forward to coming here for many more years to come. Good, we do too. Yeah. Awesome. Paul from BT Bam. Thanks again, man. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.